Well, hello and welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins, and we're very excited to have a couple of wonderful guests in the studio tonight. We're going to get to them in just a moment. But first, let's show some gratitude to our presenting sponsor, Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com, member FDIC. Other sponsors we're going to talk about throughout the show, Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. So if you missed our show last week, I'm not sure exactly what you were doing, but in case you missed the show, you can still listen to it. You can go to a coachesperspective.com, listen to it under previous shows, um, or, or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Verbal, or Helium Satellite Radio. We had Casey Garrison Powell here along with Barb Coward, and we talked a little bit about their induction coming up in the Springfield Area Sports Hall of Fame. But we also kind of picked their brain on some random athletic questions. So if you want to listen to that, head to one of those entities. So tonight, so excited uh, because I love this sport. I'm not very good at this sport, but I do enjoy <laughs> this sport. And I, um, I have a great deal of respect for people that have a talent in this sport because it should be easy. You're taking a stick, you're hitting a ball, trying to put it into a cup, right? It should be easy. So it's not, though. And that's one of the reasons I think it is such an addictive sport for a lot of people. And, of course, what am I talking about? And that's golf. So we're going to welcome our guest. And, I mean, we've got two experts here in golf. No pressure, fellas, no pressure. I have Coach Neil Stafford here, the Missouri State University head men's golf coach. Started in 2005. Um, and what I really love about the resume of your program is not only are they talented um, on the course, but they're also talented in the classroom. You always have high GPAs for your program, um, but they're always routinely in the top 10 of tournaments. You were a state champion in 1997 at Kickapoo, right? Had to yeah. dig around to find that. That was a while ago. Yeah. yeah played it at Mizzou. Um, and then, you know, you have a wife and a son and daughter and you've been part of the Bear family for a while. So welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. It's great to be here. Glad to have you. And then we also have the Missouri State University head women's golf coach here. Kevin Kane is here. This is your 18th year at Missouri State University, right? I, actually, it's my 22nd. What? 22nd? Yeah, I think the website is well, out of date. Well, we're going to have but, to, yeah. Um, yeah, it's my th 30th year coaching overall, but 22nd year here. That is fantastic. Um, you know, you've you've won the Missouri Valley Conference Championships three out of the last seven years. Please tell me that part is correct uh, in my own. My homework. Yeah, yeah. I get, <laughs> okay, yeah, there we go. I do the quick math. <laughs> 20, 2017, 18, and then 23. So, yeah. You and you, you've been nationally ranked. Also, your players always have solid GPAs as well. So, you're one of the, you're described as one of those total coaches as well that you want them to do well on the course and in the classroom. Well, I, th I think golfers are, I mean, I, I, I assume it's the same for Neil. Golfers usually, you know, just, traditionally do really well in the classroom i mean i at least for me on the girls side i i mean yeah i worry you know i'm that's something i look at and i'm concerned about but i never have to you know like when you're recruiting a kid the, the grades are never ever ever an issue yeah so that's and I, nice yeah there's there's some added challenges you know once they start that freshman year of just the travel and miss class yeah. and we you know we we just we have some great resources in place at our athletic department to just make sure they get off to a great start and that's uh, that's just really important. It makes a big difference for sure. 
Well, you've also been the Missouri Valley Conference Coach of the Year seven times, which is pretty incredible. And you've had 32 all-conference players, three players of the year, and three newcomers of the year. Um, and you have a wife and two daughters. And we're going to – reason I'm bringing both of your families up is uh, we have my studio <laughs> producer here, Logan Weber. And in three days, which, uh, let's see, that's 72 hours – yeah, roughly. Right. Rough. I will be married 72 hours That's from now. That's exactly right. All right, so we're going to start off with that. I'm going to, I want to ask you all, um, Neil, first of all, what kind of advice do you have for him? I mean, your wife, Sarah, you all have been married for a while. What do you advice do you have for him getting married? Yeah, I mean, he was just talking about it coming up, and there's just a lot going on during this time, but you, you, I just really encourage you to try and, try and enjoy it. It's going to go by, that day especially is going to go by super fast, but you're going to create some awesome memories for that day and just uh you just try to try to enjoy it uh, as much as you can soak it in soak it in all right and what what about you kevin you and Lori have been married for a long time What's yeah your advice? 37 years i guess well you've probably already did done the most important part part and that's find a good woman mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, go. I don't have any better advice than that there you go that's that's all you need you know done, done a pretty good job and she's right yeah that's all. Just remember, she's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that coming, yeah. coming. Smile and nod. Uh huh. Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Yes, dear. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> well, good. Well, good luck to you, Logan. We're excited yeah, for this adventure. Appreciate it. As am I. Yeah, it's wonderful. All right, so um, let's let's talk a little golf. Um, first of all, I mean, I like listeners to know. Kind of in our first segment, I want to talk a little bit about what. Wh- I mean, why do you coach golf? I mean, is that just what is it about that sport that um, you're gravitated toward, that you really enjoy um, teaching that game and, and working with these college athletes? Um, Coach Kane, I'll start with you. Um, you know, golf, golf is one of the few things that I've been kind of good at um, throughout my life. And, you know, I, I fell into the coaching thing just purely by accident. I mean, I don't have any special credentials or anything like that. Um, I was I was working at the University of Northern Iowa, my alma mater, and I was working full time in the sports information office. And at that time, I was playing, you know, I was playing some amateur golf and playing tournaments and stuff. And um, they get rid of their their women's coach, and they, I mean, it wasn't a very high priority there, so they were kind of looking at whoever they could find to fill it. And they asked me if I was interested, and I ended up doing it. And had never thought about it before, but really fell in love with it. And, um, you know, at, at the time, our men's coach was getting, I knew he was going to retire in the next few years, and I thought, well, and I was kind of, honestly, I was kind of a male chauvinist when it came to to girls slash women on the golf course. Um, and The first step is admitting it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was. And... Honestly, I thought, well, you know, Ken's about ready to retire, and, you know, maybe if I do this for a year or two, when he retires, I could take over the guys. And sure enough, he retired the next year, and I had the chance to take over the guys. But, you know, I, I had the, the women for for a year, and I I thought, you know, this is this is great. And, um, because women I've, are I've, right. I've, we I've, just I've, talked about I've, I've never I've never coached men. I never have. So, um well, then, what brought you to Missouri State? Well, the there I was, you know, I was, I was coaching part time, and I had another full time job too, and I kind of got to the point, you know, my my job situation was SID full time, golf part time, and it got to be where in my mind, <laughs> it was the other way around, or I wanted it to be, and so I got the chance to come down here and 
Um, it was it was really a hard decision. I lived the first forty years of my life in Iowa, and um, between working and going to school at UNI, I'd been there for twenty years. And most people try and work to get to their alma mater, and here I was thinking about leaving it. But um, you know, once I made the move, it was you know it's 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 been you know the best thing that we could have done, and um, <laughs> the winners down here are. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know, I'll I'll never go back. You know, when I retire, I might live up that way in the summertime, but, but I'm not spending any more winters up there. <laughs> well, we're glad and, to have and you. And that's why you natives, part. when it's wintertime down here and you natives complain about how awful it is, I'm like, oh, you have no idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's very true. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I'm glad you're in this area. Well, I'm, I'm glad too. you made that I'm move. Too. Thanks. And Coach Stafford, what about you? What is it about golf that, that you love so much? Yeah, it's just it, it's just a great great sport. Like you said initially, it sometimes it can seem so easy, other times it it can seem uh, just almost impossible like you've never played before, but uh I think for me, it, you know, I I played growing up. My my dad plays and is a good player. My grandfather played and uh, you know was you know grew up playing junior golf and high school golf and was fortunate enough to to play some college golf and just got a, a little opportunity my last part of my uh last year uh at missouri at missouri and to to help out coaching a little bit and um i just i received some great encouragement from from my college coach and and um you know i'm from here my family's from here and uh, i moved back here after i graduated and just you know timing was just good and uh, just had a couple people reach out to me and uh encouraged me to maybe look look at this position when it when it came open and uh so yeah it's just it's just it's just a great game you know it's a game you just never stop learning it's just so the age-old adage of you know the you know the more you the more you learn you know the less you know it, it's just um it's such a great game so complex but at the same time it you know we try to at this level try to keep it as simple as we can for these high-level collegiate players right because they're putting enough pressure on themselves already. Oh, that's, yeah all right so tell me a little you know cheesy question alert you know you, you both are coaching at missouri state university the men's and women's teams what what do you look for um when you're bringing someone in as far as a fit to your program because you know i like to say well what are you looking for in a recruit but it's even more than that what what do you look for to fit into your program and i'll start with you first coach tappard yeah i think you know, recruiting you're always recruiting and you know for me there's there's always been some some connection to a player whether that's a player you know a, a student from from Springfield or uh, an international uh, athlete you're you know reaching out to and contacting with there just always seems to be some type of connection and uh, you know that kind of starts the process and you know you just you you're really just creating a relationship you know, even from day one, you're just, you're starting a relationship and with the hopes of them coming to Missouri State and, and, you know, being a, a college athlete. And so, you know, you're looking, you're looking at all the things they, they first for us, they have to be, you have to have some talent. I mean, you have to be, you have to be that pretty helps. good. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but we're also looking and talking and introduce them to the team on visits and, you know, 
we talked a little bit about their grades, but, uh, you know, they're most of the time just very, you know, golfers are very individually motivated and, and, uh, you know, at their craft. Uh, so you, you're looking at kind of the whole, the whole package really. And you, you know, you just, you kind of, you kind of know, uh, if, if they're going to be a great fit and, uh, you know, they have choices too, you know, they, they have probably three or four or five other programs that are chasing them probably just as hard as we are. So, you know, that, that's part of it. And, um, you know, I think just just creating those relationships and and really getting to know uh, the the young man or young woman and their family. It's I just think that's very important. Kind of a gut check too. I mean, kind of you go by your gut. Like this this person's going to be a good fit. Are they going to be able to to integrate into our program and contribute? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one of the things I think about is is this somebody that I want to you know spend my afternoons with every day for however many hours in the fall and in the spring, you know, and for me, it's, and and the older I've gotten, the more, the more it's, um, it's about the relationships and, and culture. Um, you know, I, I think we've both done a good job at building good cultures and, um, yeah, like Neil said, obviously they have to be able to play, but you know, it's, it's the kind of, the kind of kid and the kind of person, um, that you're going to, you know, be proud to, to represent, you know, your, you and your university. That's that's excellent. That's a wonderful way to say it. All right, well, we're going to take our first break, um, and when we come back, we'll continue with Kevin Kane and Neil Stafford. Um, you're, watch, you're listening to A Coach's Perspective, and we want to thank Great Southern Bank again for being our presenting sponsor. We'll be right back here on A Coach's Perspective. Welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. Uh, this segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy is owned by dairy farmers, and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's proven fact. Scientific studies, professional dietitians, the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. And Highland Dairy has the best-tasting chocolate. And they're a proud sponsor of A Coach's Perspective. I have the Missouri State University men's and women's golf coaches here, um, Kevin Kane and Neil Stafford. And, you know, I'm picking your brain tonight a little bit about golf, but I think it is probably accurate that after a round of golf, you probably like a little chocolate milk, right? I like chocolate milk, Highland chocolate milk, anytime. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I, I, I'm pounding it all the time. Yeah. In fact, some of my golfers that have been around for any length of time, they kind of, you know, laugh at me and make fun of me about it. <laughs> That's awesome. That is it is. It, it is the best tasting chocolate. It is. Yeah, it is. For sure. Um, all right. So we're talking, you know, about your golf teams. Yes. And I want to ask you a couple of just general coaching questions, though, first of all. All right. But so for our golf gurus out there, what's some of your, your best um, teaching strategies for the physical side of golf game? Okay. Do you believe that um, repetition, repetition and muscle memory is important? Um, or do you think playing multiple rounds over and over and over is important? What are some of the strategies that you do to help them with the mechanics of their game? I think, and this is another one of those things where I've been doing it a long time and I've evolved a lot on it, but, um, you know, practicing on the course as much as you can, I think is, is a big deal because, you know, you can, 
you can do it on the range over and over and over again, but it's 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 not the same. And um, you know, I've, I'm really into quality over quantity as far as practice time. And I used to think the longer you practice, that would you know, the better it was. And uh, you know, that's not the case. And um, you know, like like we've just played a lot. We've had some qualifying rounds. Um, a lot of them in the last week or so, and we got done yesterday. And yeah, we practiced today, and we're practicing tomorrow. But I've kind of told my kids, you know, I've, I've I've just gave them gave them a few things to do, and I told them, you know, if you're here for an hour and a half and it's good and it's it's quality stuff, then then get out of here. And um, I think you need to keep them fresh. You know, I I think you especially kids anymore. Um, you know, you, you need to keep them fresh mentally and physically and um, I just think that's that's a big deal. I agree. I agree. Anything to add to that, Coach? Yeah, I think I think there's a season for both. I, I think there's times where you know block practice on the driving range is can be very effective. I think it can build build confidence, knowing that you know you you can take that to to the course. Uh, I I also think you know we we play golf. We don't play golf swing at the same time. So you you know you I think playing and scoring and, and learning how to kind of find find the best way for you and, and kind of dig it out of the dirt, um, you know, is, is important too. So I think it's just, you know, daily we're trying to identify what, what's what's going to be the best for this this person, this person, and that's just always a constant, um, you know, challenge, and, and that's the fun of it, just trying to push those right buttons and, and move the needle just, just a little bit if, if we can with, with our players. You know, and ev- everybody's button is, you know, a different place too. And we're, we, we teach an individual sport in a team setting. So, you know, it's like practice is a little different, at least for me. And I, I know it is for Neil too. It, it's a little different for everybody. You know, it's not like, you know, basketball or volleyball or whatever, where the team has to be together to run plays and things like that. So you're, you're, everybody's kind of there at the same time, but maybe doing their own little thing. And it's, so it's kind of, it's a different thing and you have to kind of try and balance that and mesh that all together and still try and make it seem like a team thing. Right. And, and I think, you know, too, you have players that come to your program that have already worked on their physical skills. You may yeah. tweak here and there and you're going to, you're going to help elevate them to the level that they're playing. But a lot of them come in with a lot of the physical skills. So, I would imagine that a lot of your coaching has to do with the psychological side and the mental side of it. I mean, anybody that's ever chucked a club into um, the water or, you know, or said a dirty word after a bad shot, um, you know, knows how mental this sport is. Um, and there's actually been some studies on golf and relating it to anger management, um, <laughs> which is kind of funny to me that that would be something, you know, therapeutic for anger because I think sometimes it creates inner rage. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But, you know, managing it through a sport and competition. Um, so how, what about psychologically? What are some of the, the go-to strategies that you use with some of your athletes? So I'll start with Coach Kane. Um, you know, I, I, I joke that you kind of play amateur psychologist, and, you know, you just try and observe, and, and like I kind of alluded to before, find their buttons and what, what makes them tick and what makes them work and what motivates them and, um, you know, like, we just got done with our qualifying rounds yesterday. So today at practice, you know, we were doing a lot of short game stuff, and they were all kind of in this pretty close proximity today. And I just I made a point to go around and just kind of casually, 
you know, okay, you know, we've been here three weeks and we get, just got done with qualifying and just kind of like, you know, check in, you know, what are you thinking, where, you know, how do you feel about, you know, how things have gone with my with my freshmen, like, okay, how are we doing on the, you know, away from home thing and just... Um, so you're coaching them as a person, not yeah, just a yeah, player on yeah, your team. Yeah, right? I mean, you can't, you know, they, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, like the first week of school, one of my kids who's a senior, um, she said, um, you know, the, the thing I love about you the best is that you care about us as a person first. And that's like, you know, that's the best, that's the best compliment you could give me, yeah. you know. And it so, makes coaching so much more enjoyable. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I have my real two daughters, but, you know, these, these guys are like my, my other daughters, too. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right, anything to add to that, Coach? mental yeah. side you know like you said they're they're all coming in already playing and performing at such a high level and you know we're you know we're we're trying to move just just the needle just a little bit can make can make a big difference uh, you know the leaderboards are just so close and so tight and i mean we're we're talking about quarter shots and half shots uh, you know so yeah i just always go back to the you know, just to that relationship and, and, you know, just listening sometimes I think is the best listening to, Hey, what, this is what I'm, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm going through. This is what I'm feeling out there. And, um, you know, some of our players now have, uh, you know, they have, have swing coaches and, and some of them have, you know, mental performance coaches that they lean on. And, and, you know, I just, I try to just be, you know, a part of that and kind of walk alongside that on occasion. And I've, you know, got some I, I think I probably learned just as much from my players as as they do for me and uh, I personally I'm I'm a big uh, I'm a big proponent of, of practice rounds and course strategy you know they've got all this ability and this length and the speed and and all these tools but it's it's you know kind of I like to dive into you know showing them just strategy and management and looking at different courses and i like to you know i like to go in and look at google earth and and do some things before we even travel and talk with them about that and and i think that can help the mental side just to have a plan be prepared know know what's coming up next and just i think the more you can be prepared and be comfortable um, you know that that plays into a very mental uh game on occasion at this at this level oh no doubt i think the more confident that they can be knowing the course knowing what to expect um and then plus mirroring your practices as competition um so do you, do you all ever do anything that puts added pressure on them at practice you know i mean as a former basketball coach you know i would have drills that you know they all of them would be competitive and they'd be timed and you want that pressure on them in practice just as well to you know prepare them you do any of that in, yeah. in golf? Try try to do it a lot. Try to yeah. do as much as as we can. You know, just you know, little things like you know, you got to make however many putts in a row here. You know, ten bucks if you make this putt. No, I'm kidding. We don't yeah. do that. But <laughs> just but, but you know, you, you have them do putting drills. You know, they you know ladder drills that we call them, and you know they maybe have to make however many in a row, and if they don't, then they got to start all over. And that I mean that in itself is just pressure, like. You know, sometimes they'll sit there, and if they're having a bad day, it'd take them a long time to get through this drill. And, okay, they're down to the last one, and, God, if I don't make this six-footer, i got to start all over again. 
And this so, is good for golfers that are listening too yeah, to yeah, go to I mean, yeah. Try try and try and do that as much as you can. Yeah. Set those goals. That is awesome. All right. So this question was actually sent in um, by by a golfer. Um, and I, I think this is a great question because it goes along with what we're talking about. You know, and this might be more of a personal question. You both are golfers. Um, how do you control your body language on the course um, when you're supposed to play with emotion, right? It's a very, you're supposed to be very focused, very calm. But if you have, how do you, how do you control your body language when you have maybe a shot that doesn't go where you expected it to go? I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not somebody that gets too upset on the course, so I, I don't. I never really had a big temper problem That's on good. the course, That's but good. I but I don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't have a great answer. Take a deep breath. Yeah, I, I mean, I know I harp at my players all the time about body language, mm-hmm. and like I, I don't want to be able to tell how you're playing from a hundred feet away. And some of them are good at that, and some of them aren't. I mean, some of them you probably have guys too that you you can tell the minute you lay eyes on them, you know how they're playing. Yeah. Um, because there's a relationship between body language and their focus. Oh, yeah. And that's something I think. It's not just about, you know, giving off a bad impression. It's about keeping your focus. Yeah. But still playing with some emotion. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fine line. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think it's probably best if I was just going to make a general statement to play, you know, pretty pretty emotionless, pretty pretty even keeled. But, you know, honestly, I don't mind seeing a little bit of fire. I don't mind seeing a little bit of emotion as long as long as they're not letting it affect that next, that next shot or that next hole. So I, I'd like to see a little fire, you know, obviously within, within reason, but you know, if it's, you know, that's another conversation. If it's starting to affect the next shot or the next, you know, the next hole, the next nine, then that's, you know, that's something you, you want to try to improve. But, um, you know, I, I try to tell our players all the time. I just feel like it's always best to play, you know, play from, from a place of hope and, you know, I just feel like you're always just one swing away from having, you know, just full confidence for whatever that next period of time may be, the round, tournament, you know, semester, year. Like, it's just uh, just something can click sometimes, and, and you're just – you. I think you always have to be hopeful for that, for that moment if uh, things are going a little sideways. Right. Yeah, that's great advice. All right, well, we have Coach – Kevin Kane here, and we have Coach Neil Stafford, the Missouri State University men's and women's ba- basketball coaches, golf coaches. Look, I, I pulled my head from this way. I, I, yeah, I pulled my head. So we're going to talk on the next segment. We're going to talk a little do's and don'ts. We're going to have some sports 101, and we're going to talk about golf. So if you're a golfer, pay attention. Or if you've even thought about playing um, the sport of golf, then pay attention. All right. Thank you to Highland Dairy for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett, as they support local and thoughtful radio. Welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. Hey, this segment is sponsored by Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar. They know cars, they know trucks, they know SUVs, and they know service. They know how to keep their customers happy and loyal as well. I am one of them and have been for over 25 years. Give Kelly Grant and Shane Rainey a call. They will take care of you. They'll do a coast-to-coast search. They'll find exactly what you're looking for. And bonus, it will be in your price range. Give them a call at 417 326 
7671. We also want to thank West Logging for sponsoring this segment. Go to westlogging.com. You can contact Danny West for a free consultation. He's going to treat your land like his own. And we're very grateful for Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance for also sponsoring this segment. So we're back with Coach Kevin Kane and Coach Neil Stafford. And, you know, we've been uh, talking a little golf tonight um, and anger management and <laughs> <laughs> lots, of, lots of angles. Um, so let, let me ask a, a few again. I'm going to continue with a little some general golf questions. Um, tell me if you could describe the key characteristics that you have to have to be a successful um, golf athlete, what would they be? And I'm going to venture to guess that one of them is going to be have a cool head. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, like to be to be good at it? Yes. Or, to be successful, what kind of characteristics does a person well, really need? Well, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't just happen. I mean, like anything, you have to work at it. And, um, you know, it's, it, you got to be patient and, and work at it and, you know, work at it when it's, when you don't want to, when you don't feel like it. And, and you, I mean, you got to do it consistently. You can't go like six months and expect to go out and, and, you know, play well, really well right away. But, um, that's true. It's, it, it's a great game. It, it can turn on a dime, you know, it, it really can. And, um, you know, you, you can, your learning curve is kind of like how you, how much you want to put into it. Yeah, I would, I would say patience is obviously important. I think some of the, some of the best players that I've been around are just, I seem to be a, a character trait of just being, being very inquisitive, like just leaving no stone unturned. I, I feel like Tiger was really good at that too. Just, you know, always asking questions and hey what what are you doing what what things do you focus on what do you do well and you know taking all those pieces in and you know the best are still going to put those to play with you know what they feel is is the best way to play for them but you know just uh just a lot of uh just asking a lot of questions and trying to you know get as much information and and different things in the game as they can Really good point. Um, and you mentioned Tiger Woods. Do, do you have favorite golfers? Do you have any favorite professional golfers? Steve Stricker. Uh-huh. I've always really liked Stricker. And um, and why? Um, I don't know. I just, you know, he just, he's, I don't know. I just, <laughs> you know, his personality is laid back and, and pretty calm. And, um, you know, they, they give him a hard time because he's really emotional and, and he wins a big tournament or something like that, and they talk to him afterwards, and and he cries, and and I'm, I'm really that way too, and uh, I don't know, I've just, I've just always really liked him. Good, good. Yeah, I've always been a big Davis Love fan, and uh, he he actually came and spoke when the Legends of Golf was in Branson. We had an awesome night. They call it a night with the Legends, and he would he was just coming off being the Ryder Cup captain, so we got to spend a pretty cool evening with him and i just like his golf swing and just kind of like how he how he rolls and i've just i've always been a big fan of his very good do, do you all have a favorite course that you've played uh for me it's prairie dunes in uh hutchinson kansas of all places but nice. just uh hosted the big 12 conference championships there for a long time we we used to have the uh conference our missouri valley conference championships there for a few years and they've hosted an ncaa championship and i just it's just one of those places I just love. Um, I, I was lucky enough to get to play Pebble Beach years ago, and um, yeah, I mean that's 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 about as good as it gets. 
That's awesome. Well, okay, so I'm going to, I found, uh, you know, I was looking through the research for the show. I wanted to look up something that, um, kind of some do's and don'ts, right? And I found this great article. Jessica Marksbury wrote it um, at golf.com, and um, she gives some do's and don'ts. Some of them I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. Some of them I'm like, really? So you guys are my expert panel. We're going to go over some of these. Um, so the first advice, um, this is, you know, for beginners. So if you are wanting to start golf, um, she says do start on a practice range, not on the actual golf course, um, and don't worry about anyone else at the range. Just focus on your game. So as kind of a follow-up, talk to beginners out there. Someone's listening going, you know, I have always wanted to try golf. How could you? How would you hook them? How would you get them interested in this sport? Yeah, I think getting started can be a little intimidating, especially, you know, if you're at a, if you're at a practice tee or a range and there's, there's a lot of people around. But, you know, I, I would say probably starting on the range and, you know, trying to learn some of the basics and, you know, making sure grip is good and, and stance is good and you kind of have some of those building blocks to, to start with. I, and a, a little help, you know, some, somebody that maybe can help you kind of learn those things initially that I think that's a great place to start. Yeah. I, Ditto. Yeah. Or retweet as the kids yeah, say yeah, nowadays. Yeah. yeah. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> okay. If you, if, um, and this kind of goes along with that because, uh, she said the next one is don't let your spouse or significant other be your primary teacher in golf. So I think that's probably good advice. And do work with a professional to get the proper swing foundation because you can develop bad habits if you just go out and, you know, and start wanting to play. You know, I've seen it on TV. I think I can play. You want to make sure you have the foundational skills, correct? Yeah, yeah. You need to, you need to get a professional or somebody that knows what they're doing um, because, yeah, you, can, you don't want to get started out on the wrong foot. Right. And, you know, I... Okay, I got to be careful how I say this, but <laughs> so so I work part time at one of the public courses in town at Rivercut, and you know it's a public course, and you see people come out there that are just starting out, and you can tell they don't they don't have they're holding it like a baseball. Yeah, bat. they don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't want to offend anybody, but you can tell who's you know who's gotten some instruction and who's kind of prepared for this a little bit and who hasn't. And, um, Does that tempt you to go over and just tap their shoulder and go, <laughs> let me tell just for the sake of the game, can I please fix your swing? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and pace of play, too. You know, that, it, you know, the more strokes you take, the longer it takes. Yes, and, that's true. That but. is true. Um, okay, her next advice, do learn how to grip the club properly, actually. That's uh, what we were just yeah. talking about. And then don't try to keep your head down and still through impact. Let it follow through with the rest of your body. And I think that's something even experienced golfers, you hear them say, you know, don't pull your head, don't pull your head. Mm-hmm. But but you do, once impact occurs, you do have to pull your head. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I get the idea of it. You, you don't want your head to be moving all over the place. But, yeah, you can't you can't really physically do it and right. keep your head still. I, I, like, I like the thought of the head staying level. The head, you know, the head's going to kind of follow some other things. But, you know, it can move can move laterally a little bit. But I, I just like that thought of level i just feel like there's a little more freedom with that than down so i like that all right she says um do bend from your hips but don't bend from your knees well you got to bend your knees yeah you got to bend your knees a little but yeah you do want to you want do want to bend from the hips um but you don't want to be stiff legged either (laughs) she's and she's she says um do 
get your lead shoulder. All right, pay attention, golfers. Do get your lead shoulder under your chin on the backswing and finish with your face, chest, and hips all facing your target. And don't stay flat-footed through impact. That's good advice. I'm I'm big on footwork and kind of building things from the ground up. And yeah, you got You want a big big turn, big shoulder turn. Uh, you know, make make as big an arc of, as possible with that club head is is the goal. So. Yeah, just uh, I, I think that's that's pretty spot on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do concentrate on the short game by chipping and putting before focusing on long irons, and um, I think that's something that's Im- important. But what are some of your tips to elevate anybody's game? If somebody's in a rut or they have been getting a similar score every time, what is something that you could say? Hey, this is a good tip to elevate anybody's game. Well, the part about short game, I mean. Short games, it, to me, is the big um, differ- differentiator. I don't know if that's a word. No. Um, I bought it. You know, you know, like it. It, it, like in our case, you know, I I always say like if you go to the range ahead of time and watch everybody hit it, like at our level, everybody can hit it. But what separates good players from the average players is is short game and 100 yards and in. So, I mean, I think I think that's a, that separates you know people of every level and to elevate those work on some of those pressure drills you were talking about right. you know challenge yourself right. to to some of those well and everybody's favorite thing is to go to the range and see how far you can bang your driver right. um i mean i'd like to do that too but um short game maybe isn't as much fun but i think that's that's where you can make the biggest and quickest improvement mm-hmm. yeah i kind of feel like a short game is kind of our sports defense i mean you you we don't we can't really drop back and just play super hard on defense, but you know that's just one of those things that can sometimes get you. You know, if you're not if you're not on fire on the offensive end, you you know you can get back and help your team. And you know, just working on your short game and and chipping. And I'm I'm a big proponent of of speed putting and lag putting. I just think you can shave a lot of shots quickly, especially as you're getting into the game by just having having great speed on the greens and and really just trying to get as close to the hole as as you can for that setting yourself up for that next one it's good this is a short game um just random question either one of you ever had a hole in one i've had one have you not at fun acres but actually no, on a i've course. had one yeah. <laughs> par three par yeah was, yeah par three yeah 149 yards how did that feel when you saw it drop into the well game? i i didn't it was um so it was a friend of mine's wedding and i was a groomsman in the wedding we all went out and played on the morning of the wedding and um it was there was like a tree over the back of the green and the hole was in the shade and it just kind of disappeared in the shade but um yeah i mean you kind of walk up and there's no other ball around you kind of for some reason you tiptoe up to the hole and yeah it's there but he he, one of his guys had a big had a big deal the other day better than a hole in one yeah in the in the final round of our qualifying kind of getting our lineup set for this first tournament uh, max kreckemeyer from Chesterfield, who was a fifth-year senior, made made a two on ten at Rivercut, which oh so Albatross, Double Eagle, kind of the same thing. But uh, yeah, just great tee shot. Had like two sixty in and and hit a hybrid and and uh, yeah, swish it for a two. So swish <laughs> it was, for a two. That was pretty. It was pretty cool. That is awesome. Yeah. that is awesome. It's got to be a rush, you know, when you make a long putt or you chip it in or even those great shots. I mean, because sometimes in golf, I'm, okay, I'm speaking from my own personal experience, I might have had 15 bad shots, but then I'd have one, and I'm back hooked. Yeah, that's you know? all it takes. That's the great <laughs> thing about golf. Yep. Yes, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Um, continuing with the, with the advice from Jessica Marksbury. Uh, she says it's a social sport. So recruit friends to learn with you because that makes it a little bit easier and it makes it more motivating. So why, why do you think golf is such a social sport? You can play it for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, people play it. You know, so many people have their regular foursome or their regular group and they go out on whatever days they go out on and that's, that's their thing and that's part of their routine. And, um, you know, I, I see it, you know, out at, out at Rivercut and, you know, the same people playing together and, and they play every week or several times a week and it's, and you have so much time, you know, you're, you're riding or walking down the hole and, you know, round of golf takes four hours, and you have all that time between shots. Um, so what else are you going to do to fill the time? But, you know, visit with your friends. Yeah, that is nice to be able to social. And that can be part of the therapeutic process of, you know, playing the game, too. Oh, my God. There's nothing when the weather's nice and, and you know, this time of the year, there's nothing better than going out and being outside. And Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. All right. She says, do buy a glove. Don't worry about buying your own equipment until you're consistent. Do invest in proper golf attire. I mean, you don't want to look nerdy out there, so make sure you're in golf attire. And then don't buy, she says, please, please don't buy head covers for your irons. Just please don't. <laughs> so is that uh, is that a nerd alert when you see some <laughs> covers on the irons? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you kind of want to try to look the part a little bit. So, yeah, stay, yeah. stay away from the iron covers. Um, <laughs> You know, even like an old, if you have an older, uh, one of my things, even if you have like an older bath towel or something, you know, kind of use that and throw it, throw it over your clubs a little bit. Um, try to, try to stay away from the hooks on the side. You know, you, you kind of, there's a few things you just want to try to, try to cover before you get out there. But <laughs> Okay. So etiquette, she talks a lot about etiquette. Tell me what you think about, um, what are some of, you know, golf has a lot of etiquette and yeah. it's something that's well-respected. Um, and if someone doesn't have that etiquette or they break some of those rules, it's, it's, it's really awkward. So talk a little bit about what are some of your pet peeves from with beginner Slow golf? play. Oh, slow play. Um, not fixing your ball marks on the greens. Mm. That's, that's a big deal. I mean, that's just, that's just taking care of the course. Um, obviously you don't want to be talking during somebody, you know, when somebody's trying to hit a shot. Right. Those are the things that come to mind to me first. Yeah, I think just just being ready to play when it's your turn, kind of understanding, you know, typically the the person furthest away from the hole is is next, and just just kind of going through your your routine and going through your thoughts and just being ready to go when it's your turn. And yeah, fi- fixing divots on the greens is huge. I mean, a ball mark that's fixed right away will heal, you know, overnight. And it, but if it's you know if it stays exposed for a while, it just takes longer to heal. So you know, you want to. The places you're playing, you want to have great surfaces, and just just taking care of the green complex is is big. That is true, and and being courteous to people behind you, like you said, yeah. not um, taking you know making sure. I think one of the advice that she said is make sure you mark your scorecard at the next tee, not at the green, because people are waiting for you. So get out of the way. Yeah. Um, all right, so th- this is all very important advice. And so now, tell me a little bit before we let you all go tonight. Um, just give us a little quick recap. Um, What's the women's golf team going to be like at Missouri State? Give us some just some general I, I th- thoughts. I think we have a chance to be pretty good. Um, you know, I, I lost, lost, literally lost half my team. After you know, after last season, I had, um, I had five, I guess what you call COVID seniors. Um, so we have a lot of new faces this year, but I really like what I've seen so far. I'm excited about them, and 
I think we have a chance to do pretty well. Excellent. Well, best of luck to Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you being here tonight. Thank too. you. Thanks, Thanks for, for having the us. Time. All right. What about the men's team? Yeah, and I'm I'm very optimistic as well. This year we've got a great schedule, and similar to Coach Kane, we we have four newcomers and four solid returners, uh, two freshmen and two transfers as our newcomers, and uh, just. I've been I was I've been excited about this season. Always a lot of optimism at the beginning of the season, but uh, just being around this these guys for the first couple of weeks, uh, you know, I, we're just uh, we're, we're going to have a we're going to have a great year, and I think we're going to be in the hunt um, quite a bit. So just looking forward to being with these guys this year. Fantastic. Well, thank you for being here tonight. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Coach Neal. Thanks for having us. Stafford and Coach Kevin Kane, we really appreciate you uh, letting us pick your brain on the sport of golf. Um, we're going to move into our post-game talk sponsored by Story Construction. Go to Story, S-T-O-R-E-E dot com for more information. Don't forget you can always go to a coachesperspective.com for more information as well. Next week, we're going to have the University of Arizona women's basketball coach Ada Barnes is going to, to be on. So make sure you take a listen on that. Um, now for our post-game talk. All right, the game of golf has a lot of do's and don'ts. So should we. So I want you to evaluate in your life your own do's and don'ts. And are you living genuinely to those? If you are doing what you like to do and you're not doing what you don't want to do, evaluate that. Look at your do's and don'ts and make sure that you're looking at your life as well. And finally, her most important advice was do remember the good shots and forget the bad ones. And don't get discouraged. Golf is tough. So it's worth the effort. In the immortal words of Arnold Palmer, golf is deceptively simple and endlessly complicated. It satisfies the soul and frustrates the intellect. It is at the same time rewarding and maddening. And it is without a doubt the greatest game mankind has ever invented. So that's how champions do it. And I'm going to remind you as I do each and every week, be a good human. Live your life like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins and this has been A Coach's Perspective.